This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. I, I would like to take a moment uh, to introduce someone that needs no introduction. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway, because uh, I've known Jane for nearly 30 years, and we've, we've been through so many things together. Uh, we've been through uh, the training on speaking with um, Terry Hawkins, uh, training on the ministry, I should say. Uh, I was thinking of the other one that we did for speaking. Okay. I can't think of the name of it. There's a, a professional organization. Toastmasters. Toastmasters. Thank you. Thank you. They teach you to speak but not to remember words. But in any case, uh, we went through that together. We went through ministerial training together for a while. Uh, we, we've just been through so many things together. And the reason I wanted to introduce her over again is because uh, I went through a time in my life when I was in a really deep hole, and I found a minister uh, who helped me come out of it and elevated my life from then on. It was a unity minister named Mary Catherine McDougall, and she was awarded the Minister of Light degree or award. Uh, it means someone who expresses love all the time, and that's who this lady is. Jane is an expression of love, and she is a minister of light. So I'd like to turn it over. You are going to love what she has to say. All right, so it wasn't enough I made you talk about grieving, and I cried through the whole thing, and then I listened to Anthem and cried through that, and now he gives me this introduction, so I hope you're good with tears, because you'll probably get some more. The, the whole idea, that song, Anthem, I, I just love it. The crack is where the light gets in, and it's, it's so easy to think that being perfect is what the goal is, but it's never the goal. It's never the goal. I heard a story about an artist who had um, lost one of his limbs. I, I don't remember if it was the arm or the leg, but he was a sculptor, and he really needed all the limbs, but he somehow got by without it and made this perfectly round sphere. It was absolutely perfectly round. And then he got a sledgehammer and he smashed the whole thing so that it was all in pieces. And then he put it back together again with bolts and screws. And it was beautiful. And it was in a museum. And that's what's true of us. We do not get from the cradle to the grave without a heck of a lot of bolts and screws. And that doesn't make us unworthy. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you because you have bolts and screws and cracks. That's what is wonderful about you. That little baby that's back there who's so perfect, and I know because I've had babies and now I have grandbabies, and they can do no wrong. I mean, keeping you up all night is not so great, but you, as soon as you look in their little faces, it's like, oh, you're perfect. And this doesn't 
ever change. The only thing that changes is the story that we tell ourselves. But we are still, every one of us, perfect and worthy. Think about... Think about the uniqueness of us. You know, you do not need to leave because she's making noise. That's, <laughs> we are good with babies. <laughs> yeah. If she, if she gets to the banshee stage, then maybe you can reconsider. But <laughs> You know, we, when we think about, we, we talk a lot about oneness and unity, and when we think about oneness, it's true that 99.9% of our genes are the same with everybody. So there's 1%, which works out to be about 3 million genes that are different. You and I are not the same. We have these 3 million genes difference. And that isn't even taking into account our life stories. Even where they intersect and they have similarities, no two are identical. So three million genes and unique life stories, we are individuals, unrepeatable, unique. But there's a shadow side to that. If you think of our uniqueness, the beauty of who we are as individuals, it's like we're a super moon. We're so amazing, so full of light. But there's a shadow side to the moon. There's a shadow side to our uniqueness. And the shadow side is loneliness. Because if I am different from you, then there are ways that we will never completely connect. There are ways that you can never fully get me. And I can never fully get you. And more than anything, it seems, we want someone to get us. We want to be seen and known and appreciated and loved. And we can get that, but we can't get it completely. And in those places where nobody really quite gets us, we feel lonely. And that especially happens in our close partnerships. So often we get together with a partner and we tell ourselves, great, here's my other half, now I'm whole. Mm -mm. Urban legend, folks. (laughs) That does not do it. And we quickly discover, don't we, that that other person doesn't get us in important ways that we want to be seen. And we don't get them. I mean, how many times in a relationship with somebody, and it doesn't have to be your intimate partner, it could be with your child or your parent. I mean, how many times do you scratch your head and say, I have no clue. I have no clue about you. 
you are just like <laughs> other. <laughs> you are so strange to me. I do not understand you. And you know they're thinking the same thing about you. When that happens, we often make that mean something is wrong. Something is wrong with the relationship. Something is wrong with me. And what I want to say to you today is that is not true. That is not true. Those are the spaces where we feel lonely and then we feel unworthy. Because if I were worthy, they would see me and appreciate me all the time and there must be something wrong with me. And it's a story we learn when we're young because we don't have any other tools to understand. But it isn't true that there's something wrong with us. This is just our uniqueness sparkling. And, and we need to be able to go into that loneliness and be present with ourselves. Not looking for someone else to be the one that blesses us and makes us okay. I mean, it's wonderful when they do. It feels great. But we can't be waiting for that to be okay. Maybe some of you have seen it. There's a video going around on Facebook from America's Got Talent, or Britain's Got Talent. And there's this young woman, she's 30 years old, has multiple forms of cancer that she's dealing with. And she sings the song that she wrote that the line is something about, it's okay. And she, she speaks, and if, if you haven't seen it yet, I hope you get online and look for it. Um, it's just beautiful, and she, she sings so beautifully and freely, and she says, we can't wait for the dark times to be over before we feel okay, before we decide to be happy. That's a decision we make that is independent of our circumstances. We have to decide to bless ourselves and know that we are worthy, that our uniqueness that is like no other in the world is what we came here to bless the world with. I I want to address also a particular population of people, those who identify as LGBTQ. Because that group of people, and some of you are sitting in the room identifying in that way, and some of you are very close friends with someone who identifies. And those people have been taught from an early age that there is something very wrong with them, that they are not worthy because they are unique. And that is so not true. And it has been made worse by religion. Drawing, at least in the Judeo-Christian, I'm sure there's some ridiculous thing in every religion, but in the Judeo-Christian religion, 
there is something in the Bible, there's a story, and as far as I know, it's the only place where homosexuality is mentioned. There's a place where um, God is getting ready to destroy the world again because he can't find any good people. And so he, he sends some angels to Sodom and Gomorrah to investigate Lot, who is supposed to be good. And he gets to the house of Lot, and the people in the town, or the the three angels get to the house of Lot, and they're brought inside, and the people from the town come banging on the door, and they want these visitors to come out so that they can sodomize them. And Lot offers his daughters instead. Now, now let's let's pause here. We are dealing with cultural differences. We are dealing with a different place and time, and we are dealing with mysticism. So in the story, when three angels show up at the door, those are not physical beings. This is code. Anytime you read in the Bible and an angel appeared, it means I had a mystical experience. So if there are no physical angels to be abused, that whole story we have made up about what that means has no bearing on reality. one of the prime cultural values of the people at that time was hospitality. And so if you violated a visitor, a a guest, that was way worse than anything else you could do. They clearly had a different idea about sex than what we have. Why should we take that and make that be a reason why we would cut off so many members of our world and say there is something wrong with them. There is no religious basis for saying that. If we're going to talk religion, the religion is that God created and said it's good. And so if someone identifies as lesbian or gay or bi or isn't sure or is somewhere floating in between or is trans, any of those are beautiful members of our human family. They are welcome in this community. There is a book that Unity just published recently called Worthy. And I'm actually going to invite you. You can get a copy of this for free if you're online by just going to unity.org and requesting it. They'll send it out free to anyone. If you're here in this room, there are booklets in that, in that back corner there. There's a hutch with all kinds of free booklets that Unity has um, Created, But this one is full of stories of leaders in unity who are gay 
or lesbian or trans or bi. These are people who are ministers of churches, president of the board of unity. They have been the top roles in unity. Unity does not discriminate. Unity teaches that we are all worthy. We are all worthy. And this is Pride Month, but because of the whole COVID thing, there's probably no big pride parades and festivals like there have been. So I want to encourage you, if you know anyone who identifies as LGBTQ, take one of these and give it to them. Because it's really inspiring. It talks about in every, in every case, they start out <clears throat> and they have challenges just because of who they are. And some had support from family and some did not. But they all triumphed because they found within them the truth of who they are. And so I hope that you will spread this word because it's encouraging. And it makes me proud to know that I represent a movement that says we are all worthy. Every single one of us. Who we are, the wholeness of us, the uniqueness of us. That word whole I love because it's like holy. Just a W difference. We are holy. Holy, holy, holy us. We are worthy. And no one should ever tell you anything otherwise. If you think about the times in your life when somebody has decided that you are not worthy for some reason, has not seen your light. How much weight have you given that? I can still remember when I was in seventh grade. I don't know if any of the people of my vintage did this, but we had something called slam books. And in the books were all these questions that you had to answer, and you went down the column, and here's you know your name, and across it, you wrote your answers to everything. And some of the questions were, what do you think of this person? Or what do you think of that person? And if my name was, what do you think of me? You know what they wrote? Okay. Now, that's better than, oh, she's awful. But okay has got no... <laughs> You know, there's no sparkle to that. And, and I felt that deeply at that age. At 12 years old, I felt like, oh, you know, there's nothing special about me. Nothing that makes me really worthwhile. No reason that somebody would want me as a friend. And it took me a long time to overcome that thinking to get to the place where, you know, I hope you like me, but I like me. I like me. And I know that I am one with all that is, that I am unique in all this world, and I bring a blessing just by being. And while I may be uniquely me, I am not unique in that. Each one of you, that is true for. 
the things that you think are weird. I love that saying in Portland, keep Portland weird. Let's keep a, all of us weird. You know, let's, let's really celebrate the uniqueness, the place where holiness touches down onto this earth with our uniqueness. We are not a mistake. We are not a mistake. We are beautiful. And we need to hold on to that truth. So we're going to move into a meditation slash music piece right now. Soulshine is going to play this beautiful song. And I invite you to take it into your hearts and allow this music to heal any place in you where you have ever felt like you were anything less than worthy and beautiful. Beautiful. 